Hello, I'm Jason Solomons and this is Sounds Jewish from The Guardian. In this December edition of the show, people, it's official, it's cool to be a Jew. Oh yes, Jubilation, Ellie Goulding, Jessie Ware, countless TV shows from Jewish mums to Jews on a cruise, Otto Lenghi and his Jerusalem cuisine on More 4. We Jews have been trending in a big way this year. No longer anonymous, embarrassed, with our heads down, ashamed to say it, we're Jewish. No, we're out and proud, and even, according to some, rather exotic. So what's that all about? Why was 2012 the year when, according to some in the media, Jews suddenly became a cultural talking point? And is all this attention a good thing, or will we just as quickly go out of fashion again? And how do we square that with the resurgence of anti-Semitism on the football terraces this year, both here and abroad? We'll be mulling through all this and more with our stellar panel, creator of Channel 4's Friday Night Dinner, Robert Popper, host of Jewish Mum of the Year and much else besides Tracy Ann Oberman, and Guardian football reporter and West Ham fan Jacob Steinberg. This is Sounds Jewish from The Guardian. Welcome to our panel to Robert, Tracy and Jacob. So many Jews in the room. How are we going to get a word in edgeways, all of us? But I shall try and maintain some kind of order. Uh, Tracy Ann Oberman, actress, writer, presenter. You will be shortly hot-footing it to the Hampstead Theatre, uh, where you're appearing in Old Money with Maureen Lippman. I am, I am. Yeah. A play not about Jews or about money. Yet it stars you and Maureen, and Maureen Lippman. Has anyone, have, have the Advertising Standards Authority got involved <laughs> no, but here? Some women from Mill Hill were very offended the other night. Couldn't understand why we were in a church for most of it. <laughs> You're Irish in, in it. No, no, not even Irish. Oh, I see. We come from Surrey. Oh, I see. No, mm-hmm. no. Very nice. <laughs> it's been going very well. Been selling out. Yeah, it's just completely sold out. Actually, fantastic. All yeah. the way through to January the twelfth. Uh, all the way through to January the twelfth. I think there are tickets. Some tickets available. But um, you know, it's divided the critics. But it hits a zeitgeist. It's about the generational divide between mothers and daughters and grandmothers. About how forty-somethings expect their parents to do all their childcare for free and give them money from the bank of mum and dad and how the older generation expect their widowed daughters to look after them and what happens when your grandmother or your daughter rebels. Tracy, lovely to have you. Thank you very much indeed. Happy Hanukkah and Christmas and all of that. Now, Robert Popper, uh, what a fantastic year you've had. Bonjour. You've had a Friday night dinner Christmas special all prepared. Is it trussed up and ready to go? It is ready to go on Christmas Eve. Friday night dinner Christmas special. Now, there's an oxymoron. Well, kind of, I wanted to do something that was, um, that kind of, because the show's kind of Jewish, but it's not too Jewish. But what I wanted to do was every year we always celebrated Christmas more than Hanukkah. And, I, and same with most of my friends and most Jewish people, I think, mm. in London. And I just always found that really funny. And I, wanted, and I hadn't seen that done before. And I thought, we, I've got to do a Christmas special. And I remember Channel 4 saying, don't you mean Hanukkah special? I said, no, a Jewish Christmas special. <laughs> Robert, we'll talk about that later. And uh, Jacob Steinberg, welcome to you. Uh, oh, this must be a bit different from the, from your, your weekly uh, travails on the football terraces. But, uh, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been an interesting year for a Jewish Jewish fan. A lot of London clubs, a lot of Jewish Jewish fans. But they put in the in the spotlight for, I, I suppose, many of the wrong reasons, particularly your club. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to really uh, sour the mood now, I think, after all that talk of comedy <laughs> and, and plays and everything. It's not been great over the last month, mainly in the last month, I think. Um, Although it's been pretty bad in English football for since Suarez and Terry and all that ugliness kicked off. So, um, so yeah, happy happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we'll deal with racism and, and whether uh, Jewishness is part of that or, 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 or how out and proud one can be because the debate about Jewishness being the new call was sparked off, certainly, by a Sunday Times piece last month called We're All Kosher Now. In this piece, novelist Stephanie Theobald argued that British Jews have finally embraced a new voice in mainstream culture. She wrote... 
put it down to a search for exoticism in an increasingly bland cultural climate or a hankering for the apparent closeness of the Jewish family. Maybe it's the attraction of the monetary rewards connected with being Jewish, but today's celebrities are less shy about talking about their roots. Now, there's lots to unpack there. Tracy, I saw you uh, balking uh, about the, the mention of the monetary rewards. Okay, I could bang on about this subject. Well, we're good. Oh, Luckily, no, special, we've got you in, yeah. especially uh, to do so. No, it's very interesting. I think um, our, the younger generation down from us are much less... Um, um, quiet and frightened and um, less ownership of their Judaism than when I was, you know, when I was starting out in the industry, one was very nervous about saying that one was Jewish because one didn't want to get labelled. I know my parents' generation, that kind of post-Holocaust generation, it was very, but the younger generation are out, they're proud, they're here. And after Jewish Mother of the Year, there was an enormous backlash from the Jewish community. Well, it was one of the most talked about shows yes. of the year, and not just because you were on it, but because it was called... Well, I was in it for very little bit. You were in it quite a lot, Jewish mum of the year. I could have been in it more. <laughs> Luckily, down <laughs> to a minute. You're but no, no, I'm very happy <laughs> in my room. <laughs> but it was an interesting one. It really opened up a debate, Jason, because, um, you know, a lot of Jewish people were outraged and horrified. I think Maureen herself went on the record to say that they were worried that it would cause anti-Semitism. And yet the younger generation, you know, I've been wandering around Soho to find it's a cult hit amongst young people, Muslim, non-Jewish, Chinese. You know, they saw the human and the warmth and the the more we're out there the more we're integrated the more we're seen the better we this, have nothing to is, be ashamed this is of I'm nodding in agreement because oh, this you? is what I say to see Jewish Mum of the Year every week in the TV schedules and advertised on TV Jewish Mum of the Year, Jewish Mum of the Year you know it, it kind of it, it kind of hit a certain note and now let's find out what they heard with a clip from that unmistakable TV event of the year Jewish Mum of the Year this isn't about Mother of the Year. It's about the Jewish Mother of the Year, one of the most difficult roles in the history of civilization. I have never met somebody who's so anti-religious. I am the one of the most proudest person to say that I am a Jew. Over four grueling weeks. What's the matter with you? Andy, I'm not telling Sandy, you. Sandy, you speak to him for a minute, please. These eight mums will have to prove they have what it takes. Ladies, good luck. To be crowned Jewish Mum of the Year. Bring on the challenge, because I'm ready for it. In the same way as gay friends of mine, when homosexuals were first shown on television, I'm sure there were masses of the gay community going, we're not all screaming queens looking around like John Inman. But somehow that started a movement where it normalised, it integrated a group of people that were hidden out of the record, you know, putting it into the mainstream. And the more Jews and the more debate that there is, I think the better. How involved with the programme were you? I mean, obviously you were Much less than I thought I would be. I came on board after massive debates because I wanted to have some kind of editorial control because I wanted to say, I'm a Jewish mum, you're all Jewish mums every Jewish mum I know is not a controlling manipulative, over the top, hysterical cook, I've never baked anything in my life but can we show a kind of modern face and, and I don't know whether the programme achieved that but what it did show was humour, warmth, wit and intelligence to an extent and it caused a debate. It did cause a, a, a huge debate. And as you say, it's, it sort of became a cult item. I mean, Robert, you, you have a, uh, a Jewish mum in you, in your show Friday Night Dinner. I have a Jewish mum in me. In you. In you. <laughs> Everyone's me. got one in there. every Jewish mum is a Jewish mum <laughs> bursting out. Uh, you, yours is played by Tamsin Greg, yep. who is, is not Jewish. No, she's not Jewish, but she's just, yeah, she's very good at that. Very she's convincing. She's a convincing yeah. Jewish mother. Yeah, did you base that character on any mother in particular? Mm -hmm. I base it on your mother. Oh, that's um, I based it... Do you know what? You got that. You nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, loosely based on... I mean, it was originally when I started writing it, it was kind of loosely based on my family. Um, that's not the BBC show, my family. Um, my family. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of what I knew. What I really wanted to do was, I suppose part of me wanted, did think, you know, I haven't really seen Jewish people 
on TV done in a kind of modern way. Whenever I'd seen them, whenever they lit the candles, there was always like violin music. And uh, we we used to light the candles, but we didn't have violins. Mm-hmm. We had a viola, <laughs> uh, a, bro- a broken viola, a very sad <laughs> broken viola. No, and uh, I just wanted to do something that felt just modern and that because a lot of people, like, I, I think I had like a, a review in the Jewish Chronicle that said, oh, well, they don't even say they're Jewish. They don't even say the word holler. I said, well, that's not my take on it. You know, I could write a standard thing about standard Jewish people, and it probably wouldn't be very funny. What I wanted to do was write something that felt my experience, mm-hmm. obviously magnified, and was kind of just modern and wasn't about everyone being Jewish. Did, did you know you couldn't win? Because I didn't way, care. You got, criti- I didn't you care. got criticized for being not Jewish enough. But I if you'd gone really one didn't. iota the other way, one holocrum the other way, you'd have been too Jewish. One holocrum. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care, actually. When you were pitching it mm. and you went to Channel 4, sure. let's say, not an island of, uh, of non-Jews out there, but when you went, did, you, did you say, oh, I've got this Jewish sitcom, and then eventually stop when, you weren't getting, when it wasn't going to accept and yeah, say, well, I've just I, got this sitcom. I can't remember how it was. I think it was yeah I think I was kind of pitching and I think I probably did actually play down the Jewishness yeah in the actual pitch really I probably didn't overdo it did they I know think, what Friday night dinner meant um I think they knew what those three words meant yeah, yeah I think no I think they did actually yeah I think they did I, I kind of sort of I mean to me it was more about wasn't really about being Jewish it was always it was it was kind of about going home and reverting to being kids again that's what it's about yeah. everyone don't know everyone but if you if you relate to that thing that the concept really is you open the door you go in and you suddenly become 13 again yeah and that concept and also the concept that dads once they reach whatever age they all become odd and <laughs> they're like an island in the family and it was kind of that because i've noticed everyone no, well my brother and i go back to, to to the heartland every friday night and we still you know, throw cu- we couples across the table each other and we have to catch it on our head it's there called we, couple dev you could play it's couple called what? De- couple dev Named after the Indian cricketer. Oh, well, mm. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Lick it, lick it. That's a good one. Well, yeah, it was that. It was that. And me and my brother would always put salt in each other's drink and ruin each other's food and, and all those things. Yeah, you were a lot nastier than me. And my yeah, we, brother, ours are quite nasty. Yeah, um, but but it was kind of really that that I wanted it wanted to do. And also the the way we all spoke fast on top of each other, everyone talking at the same time. It was kind of I wanted to catch that sort of vernacular and how and eat as well because my wife who isn't Jewish came into this this scenario and she was the first sort of year she was like (laughs) everyone had finished they were all talking and she was just trying to keep up with the talking and then she realised that everyone was like moving the plates she hadn't finished she was like how have you done where have you put food you haven't stopped talking for an hour she took now she's really good we have a special pouch skin flat (laughs) with a tullus bag just near our gills in our horns (laughs) yeah it's near our gills (laughs) Tracy Ann you've tried to pitch Jewish uh, comedy for years because I mean you were presumably right in a position to to, to, well a long time a long time ago uh, with um, a number of us the Mayor Boys and you know Dermot, we pitched um, on radio and television a, a, a Jewish sketch show called "From the People Who Bought You Jesus," which we thought was a great title. It's a good title. And they came back and said it was just too Jewish, and we pitched it the following year. Um, and they said it was too, and, and it was around the time that Goodness Gracious Me was so on. They and we, they said no, it's too Jewish. And they actually said there's not enough Jews in this country to merit having a, a Jewish-based comedy. So we gave up. So what do you think? What? Because yeah, they, they went with Goodness Gracious Me, and then yeah. you know that did that did very well for yes. <laughs> for all that lot. But I mean, there must be something in the air that took 2012. It was a great Olympic year, so we were never going to particularly shine there. I don't I think. think. I think it's the been Jews a growing movement. It's been well. a growing movement. I, and I've always said, long held, you know, in America, you can have programs of Jewish characters that aren't even Jewish, but there's 
something about them that you, you like in Friends weren't wasn't yeah. Ross and her Jewish, they were Jewish. Yeah. and nobody really you never said yeah, they yeah, were Jewish but you could be Jewish without it making you didn't have to have like you say the Kletzmer music and a shrug and annoy mm. do, do you watch Friday Night Dinner? I do and I, I didn't I had a big debate with my mum about whether they were Jewish or not I said they weren't I didn't think they were I didn't know and then the last episode um, when when Jim comes round it's the whole the whole Jewish thing yeah yeah, yeah. well there we are so isn't she that wonderful it's you've it, achieved yeah. what the Americans achieved a long time ago you've got characters who are Jewish but the, it's interesting you know it's Sam Spiro Rebecca Front myself you know we're all kind of Jewish actresses and in a way we were all kind of outed by Mike Lee on that 2000 years mm. process and that I think was the beginning of a turning point because I think for so long we were going oh you know if they find out we're Jewish we'll never play an Aryan again and um, and I think it's changed yeah all those all those Nazi roles that you <laughs> yeah know. you know it's non-stop <laughs> and that Frank Charlotte Rappling Waterloo. stuff that you can't now do uh, but there was a watershed for Mike Lee as well I mean in a way him, him doing th- that play was him coming out as well people Everyone owning their Jewish Jewish mm-hmm. so uh, but that the, the, the comedy side of, of Jewish culture which has been on TV has been sort of balanced a bit by by the sport, the, the more reality shows and the documentary, strictly kosher, two Jews on a cruise. Uh, many have accused these shows of packing uh, the usual stereotypes on board with quirky and annoying characters. Do you feel awkward when the spotlight is shone closely on the Jewish community? Hmm. I mean, I have to say, you know, this is people turn around and go, "I can't believe how stereotypical these characters are." And normally they go, I can't believe how stereotypical <laughs> these characters are. But they exist. Those we don't have to feel ashamed about anything. We are who we are, with all our wonderful intellectuals, with all our amazing writers, with all our people that are so hidden that they barely look Jewish. We, we are who we are, and I think when we can accept ourselves and not feel that we need to shrug and be ashamed of the stereotypes, then they will feel... I know, I mean, who would have thought Wayne Rooney is Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm ashamed of. I wanted to say one thing, though. A TV producer, uh, who shall remain nameless, I, we were talking about this sort of trend, and I said, why do you think that is? And he said, because Jews are exotic, but they're not frightening. They're kind of the warmer side of exoticism. Right, well, I suppose that all works <laughs> until Israel, as we dealt with in the last episode of, uh, of Sounds Jewish, until Israel gets on the news. It's there, and, uh, yeah. and indeed anti-Semitism gets on the news, which is where Jacob comes in. It's all As our resident anti-Semitism. Our resident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anti-Semitism correspondent Jacob Steinberg. Uh, he's down at West Ham now, live, in front of people chanting. So what's actually happened this year at West Ham now, now that we're going on down here? Well, it was just a couple of weeks ago. They, they played at Spurs, and it was uh, three days after... Well, a couple of days after the Spurs fans in Rome have been uh, attacked in the bar uh, called the Drunken Ship in Rome, uh, which was just an American bar, and they they weren't expecting any trouble at all. And when you go to Rome, it's very can be very dangerous. Uh, the, the fans there are notoriously thuggish, and one of the fans, one of the Spurs fans, was stabbed in the leg, and it, he ended up in hospital. Obviously, it was kind of life threatening, but he survived. And then in the game, the, the Lazio game, it's the, the Spurs game itself. There were a lot Lazio fans. It was the club of uh, Mussolini, so it was again a lot of um, anti-Semitic slogans chanting. It was around the time that all the stuff was happening in Gaza, so there were free Palestine banners in the crowd. And then when you came to three days later, West Ham played at Spurs, and the chants were there were chants about Adolf Hitler, he's coming for you. There was hissing. Um, there's a chant that goes around about Spurs on way to Auschwitz has been going around for years, but I didn't hear that one. But that's one of the chants. Um, so it's all very nice. Is yeah. the sound of the gas chamber. Yeah. Well, so the, 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 the only argument the, that I was going to say the last game I went to years ago was a Tottenham uh, West Ham game, <clears throat> and I was there and they were hissing, 
And I didn't know what that was. And then I just thought I didn't really want to go to football anymore. Oh it was God. really upsetting. Yes, mm. You didn't know about this chamber. I didn't. It's, it's, it's really upsetting. And I asked my mate, and who's Jewish? And he said, oh, yeah, that's like the gas chambers. And I was like, OK. Yeah. So uh, you were reported as well because it was yeah. up to reporters to say it because I mean I think but many times these things happen at football matches and it's sort of brushed under the carpet by <coughs> football fans because they're used to it in some way and it takes an outsider for say Robert and Tracy never d- didn't know this so yeah. to them it's shocking. And well, you, football you, you, fans don't like to they they like to push the boundaries and and be as as offensive and, and as rude as they can. West Ham fans are being investigated for well and, and the club are being investigated for the chance. The the Tottenham fans obviously call themselves the Yids. Yeah. But has this and in a way trying to reclaim it but in a way is that fueling the fire as David Baddiel at Chelsea would have you believe in many West Ham fans um, I, I, I see where people come from when, when they talk about how that Spurs fans shouldn't call themselves Yids but at the same time I think I, I've, I've never been called a Yid I don't, I've never has heard it used as an insult to, to myself um, so one way you could look at it is that it's been almost the, the word's lost its meaning and now if you say someone's a Yid you just mean that they're a Spurs fan so how do you um, feel when you're when you're at the football match and uh, you're hearing like hissing or yeah. going to Auschwitz or whatever, how do you feel as a Jewish bloke sitting there and what, what does that do well that's, say, intim- that that's intimidating that's like you're, that's almost like you're sitting there and you're sitting, like in a BNP crowd or something mm. um, that's just really intimidating and if you're the one person mm. who's who's out of the sticking out like a sore thumb in the crowd what are you going to how can you challenge these people you're listening to The Guardian Sounds Jewish, sponsored by the Jewish Community Centre for London. Now, just in case you hadn't noticed, Hanukkah has been and gone. Christmas is around the corner. And what better time than to celebrate in the most Jewish way possible than with a Friday night dinner Christmas special. Robert, have you uh, got a little clip for us, perhaps? No. One of your Christmas crackers? <laughs> yes, we do have a clip. This is um, uh, this is a bit where Mum shows Adam Simon Bird the, uh, the table that she set, especially for Christmas. Dinner! Wow, it's lovely, Mum. Oh, do you think so? And there's holly and glitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. What? Nothing. Come on, what? Well, I know I say it every year, but don't you think it's a bit weird we do all this Christmassy stuff? No, why is it weird? Uh, maybe because we're Jewish? Don't be silly. It's a tradition. A Christian tradition? It's not a Christian tradition, it's a tradition tradition. A tradition tradition that celebrates the birth of Christ. No, it doesn't. Uh, it does. Well, yes, okay, it does. But Christmas is just, you know, fun. Fun? Yeah, family. Fun or family. They're quite different. Oh, just put the crackers out. The Jewish crackers or the Christian crackers? Shut up. Brilliant, Robert. Uh, What did you do in your family growing up, Tracy? Every year my mother would say, it means nothing to me, I'm going to volunteer at the local hospital. And every year she would do a massive Christmas lunch (laughs) with a turkey and everything. And we would celebrate it. And my mother would justify it by going, it's a bank holiday. What else are we going to do? Exactly. I'm doing this year. I'm cooking for 19. I've got my turkey and my trimmings and my wreath. 19? But when, I've got 19 for lunch in between shows. <laughs> I'm mad. That's my word. But we're not allowed a Christmas tree. Did you have a Christmas tree? Well, I, I married a, a lovely non-Jewish 
it was, you know. And we had our first Christmas tree last year. But did you have one when you were growing up? No, never had a Christmas yes, tree. Although well, my dad had one in his office once, and that was on my. my I don't think my mum liked that. In his office, which was not was not in the house. Not in the house. Right, it wasn't okay. allowed. It wasn't but we were allowed to have working. Christmas dinner with the crackers and blah blah. blah. Right. But we weren't allowed a Christmas tree for some reason. Jacob grew up with a tree. That's no, um, I, I drove past my old house last week and I looked in and I saw a Christmas tree, <laughs> and I texted my sister and said, "You'll never guess what's there," and she said. You don't mean the first time you move out, first Christmas, there's a Christmas tree. Because <laughs> she's really offensive. She, she like, wears a cross specifically to be annoying and, and wind people up. And she turns up sometimes to, to shore with it. And she wears a cross? She wears a cross to shore? Why Why she she has done this, yeah. She's 20. She just right. really likes digs Jesus, you know. Is she a um, born-again Christian? No, she's Jewish, but, you know. She just does it to be provocative. But no, we, we, oh, no we're having it? a Christmas Day thing. My mum's sister has insisted on coming round and they're going to watch Downton or something. But I love that. We all would do Christmas lunch, but somehow having a Christmas tree was deemed just going to... We actually used to have a Christmas tree, but all the nice. pine needles used to get in the way, and we, we, so we, had, we stopped But did you call Christmas it a Hanukkah because, because of the no. pine needles? Yeah, the pine needles were <laughs> annoying. They annoyed my mum. <laughs> because <laughs> it's too mess. messy for a Jewish household. I went to a Christmas party last week, and they said everyone has to come in a Christmas jumper. And I didn't turn up on one. They said, where is your Christmas jumper? And I said, how much Christmas paraphernalia do you think I have hanging about my house? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Confiscated. By <laughs> Cossacks. Yeah. I'll just get one of these Christmas jumpers I have lying around. <laughs> the, um, I mean, Han- did you do Hanukkah as well, though? Yeah, well, I've, a look, I've got a little girl, so we did do... Well, we did three days of it. We forgot the others. I know. This year I did eight, all eight days. I really, I've never, I don't think I've done, ever done all eight days. Do you have children? Yeah, two little children. You see, that's the yeah, children exactly, factor. Yeah. It reminds you. They love you. We lit the candles for the first day, me and my wife, and then... We had trouble. We couldn't find the right candles. It's to hard. So we, like, we, we tried birthday candles and then they just burnt in a second. We did the, the first night of Hanukkah and decorated the Christmas tree on the same day. Oh. Can you put like a Moses on top of the tree just to make it? We could do. They don't make them enough. Maybe yeah. someone should start up a little kind of they Jewish Ju- Jewish Judaica is, is hard Shugger, to find. Alan Sugar. Put Alan Sugar on the top. <laughs> <laughs> with a big S- finger. Saint <laughs> Alan Sugar. You could actually light if he had a yeah, lighter yeah, finger. Yeah, exactly. you could, you're fired. You're you fired light. in the fire. <laughs> you see? Merchandising. You, you, you said it. I love what's happening here. You need it's a writing partner. Do you say happy Christmas to people? Do you say happy holidays? Happy holidays. Do you say happy holidays? Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. I mean, I wish people happy Hanukkah a bit and they look a bit funny. They don't know what to say, really. They kind of go. Uh, uh, uh. I was. I, this is also some stuff. In the, my first job was at the RSC. It was only me and one other very famous Jewish actor. And I remember going past his dressing room, and he was the lead actor. And I said, "Oh, whoever." I won't mention his name. And I went, "It's um, Happy Hanukkah." And he went, "Oh, my darling, is it Chanaka already?" <laughs> <laughs> When you knew that, and he they was like, you know, it's Hanukkah. Know it's, we should nuts. maybe have our own sort of Hanukkah, like an Easter bunny type thing. You know, you do you're like a Hanukkah donuts. swan, like a swan, like a swan which has like a couple. You know, where's a kip, kip right, on, on, on his neck. <laughs> yeah, but he's quite a religious swan, quite quite a stern swan. Well, I'd love to say that um, we are all in. We're all going to be in the Hanukkah swan this time <laughs> next year. Exactly, exactly. Paddling down the Grand Union Canal. Let's start it. Let, let's get a, let's get a Facebook group. That's all for this month and for this year's Sounds Jewish. Thanks to all my brilliant guests today, Robert Popper. Uh, good luck with uh, Friday Night Dinner. It's on on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Oh. On uh, the, at 10.30 on Christmas Eve. You, I think, you know, in a way, the Hanukkah Swan, whatever, the Alan Sugar, you've really arrived sticking it to them, getting Friday <laughs> well, Night Dinner on Christmas Well, I could do Hanukkah plus nine days or something. Tracy Anna Oberman, you're things. on all through Christmas all through at the Hampton Theatre mm-hmm. uh, with Maureen Lippman right. and Jacob Steinberg. You'll presumably be working all the way through Christmas with the busy you, Christmas schedule of football there matches. Are, there are two people in the office on 
on Christmas Eve and we're both Jewish. (laughs) Uh, Good luck uh, throughout the Christmas period. Thanks to our sponsors, the Jewish Community Centre for London, for all their support this year. From me, Jason Solomons, and my producer, Sarah Peters, it's goodbye and, oh, go on, why not? Happy Christmas. Shalom, shalom.